my little love muffins. How are you? Uh, this show, and of course the next several months worth of shows, uh, being brought to you by TheEnclosed.com. Want to send your wife something really cool? No, not flowers, you dummy. Um, you can go to the website, TheEnclosed.com, browse through all these hot panties, and you can sign her up for a pant, basically panty of the month club. You can send one, uh, just for one month, you can do three, you can do six, nine, or 12, and they send them in this awesome black box. Inside the black box is rose petals and a pair of uh, panties. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to tell you how you can order today and save $25 off your order. All right? Um, and we're talking about we're talking about luxurious lingerie, luxurious panties. We're not talking about like, you know, the Dollar General type stuff. We're talking high-end, badass classy panties more coming women love him <laughs> men want to be like him kramer welcome to the program god bless you thank you for listening if you are listening on itunes uh be sure it would really help to give the show a five-star rating on iTunes. I mean, it's brutal to try to move up um, on a consistent basis on iTunes, but we're doing it. Uh, we are uh, constantly growing the show. Every show uh, gets bigger and bigger and better. Thank you very kindly. So um, I have a bunch of stuff I want to talk about today, but uh, the first thing I want to talk about is something that's not so pleasant uh, to talk about, but the reason that I'm going to talk about it is is because nobody else is talking about it. And it blew my mind today that this statistic is out there and no one knows. It's mind-boggling. Every single day, 22 men who went to war, 22 veterans, uh, kill themselves. 22 every day. Because they're, you know, uh, these guys come home, they have all kinds of problems. Why is that? Soledad O'Brien made a documentary film that's about this, and it's called The War Comes Home, The New Battlefront, and it's a true story. He follows two veterans around, and these both of these guys are on the brink of suicide. And they go to this um, uh, five-day boot camp, and it changes their lives. It's remarkable. I mean, um, there's some audio from it. I was in denial of how bad it really was. The outer shell of him came back. But everything on the inside was dead. It's like it just died in Iraq. Every day, at least 22 U.S. veterans commit suicide. That's almost 8,000 a year. Damn. But a new program could save their lives. It's called Save a Warrior. This isn't broken. This is broken. 
And that's why you're in that chair, I assert. He's told me multiple times that if this program doesn't work, he's going to kill himself. So, I am literally on borrowed time right now. I mean, it's heart-wrenching. I mean, it really is heart-wrenching. I mean, I'm holding back tears. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand why in this country, why do we not acknowledge that? You know, you don't hear any public, why are we so shitty to our veterans? Why? I've never been able to figure that out. I mean, it's cold and it's callous. You would think that if something, okay, let me, let me put it this way. I, I was telling someone earlier. Last night, there was a uh, jet crash halfway around the world. It was going from Paris to Cairo. And um, now they think it's, uh, you know, it was a uh, terrorist bomb. The plane goes down. It had 60 people on, on board. And God bless those, those 60 people who lost their lives. Okay? But we'll be hearing about that plane wreck for weeks to come. But we have 22... American servicemen who are killing themselves every single day, 8,000 8, a year, and nobody hears about it. I mean, you know, no one's talking about it. I mean, it just it really is. Uh, and, and the reason I, that I'm, I'm really uh, laying it on thick is because I want, um, you know, you share the link to the show if you want, or uh, just go out if you know someone who's struggling with this stuff and tell them, you know, be there for them and tell them they can get help. And if you are one of those people, if you are a veteran and you feel suicidal, dude, you, there is no, okay, let me read you what I wrote. I, I put this on uh, my website. This is exactly what I wrote. And I think this kind of sums it up well. Dear soldier who went into the military went overseas, and put your life on the line for us. You don't know me. I'm a schmuck. I'm a schmuck who lucked into a life sitting behind a microphone talking for a living. So I don't know your struggles. I don't know what you went through, and I can't even imagine it. One thing I do know is all of us care about you. You have courage. You love this country too. Instead of talking about it, you went and you did something. Now you're home and you're not well. Will you do us a favor? I know you're a real man. There's no question about that. But believe me when I say, none of us will judge you for getting mental help. It's like a broken arm and that it has to mend. You are the good guy. And in case you haven't noticed, there's not a lot of good guys left around here. So we need you. We will embrace you as you find that help, but promise that you'll get it. Signed, The Kramer Show and The Kramer Show listeners. And I, and I really do mean that. You are you are a good guy amongst, you know, uh, a culture that doesn't look up to good guys anymore. You know, we look up to the villains. We push uh, our positivity onto, uh, you know, there was a, a story the other day about memorabilia for murderers that are being sold. And did, you should look it up sometime. Google it. People are, and this came about because of uh, <clears throat> George Zimmerman auctioning off the gun that he used to shoot Trayvon Martin. It, it wound up selling for one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and I, I thought that was mind blowing. 
But I was talking to a friend. He was like, oh, you don't even know. I mean, there are weapons that have been passed back and forth for hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars um, for murderers. I mean, that's a that's a thing. We're becoming a very dark society. Uh, and we're becoming a, a very dark culture. But if you are going through something like that and you're a veteran, you you deserve to live the rest of your life happy. And it can be done. It can be done. And you don't have to worry about there. There, there may be a stigma around getting mental help uh, inside your own head, but it, that's not reality. I want to say that again. You may think there's a stigma about getting mental help, going someplace to to ask uh, for mental help. We have, you know, half the people that are homeless, that are begging for food, those people are veterans. Those are people that went overseas to fight in wars for this country. They come here, and we know they're broken, and we allow them to sit out on a fucking corner holding a sign we allow that. Well, you know, hey, that's their problem. They don't have to sit out on a, on a on a corner holding a sign. They don't have to do that. You know, they don't have to have drug problems. You know, that's on them. Hey, dude, no. Do you have any, can you fathom what these people have gone through and society snubs their nose at them? Uh, I, I just, that's very, very sad. The, again, the documentary is called the war comes home the new battlefront and it's a true story and it follows these two vets around and uh it, it will it will break your friggin' heart man this is the kramer show So I'm married now like 11 years. I have a great wife. Uh, but, we, you know, I think if you're in a relationship, eventually you're probably going to ask the question. You know, you're sitting around some night talking about sex. How many people have you been with? How many people have you had sex with? And you're not going to want to hear what my wife told me. She goes, oh, God. I have no idea. I said, uh, you don't think you can maybe ballpark it for me? She goes, that sounds right about a ballpark. <laughs> Opening day. All right, I get it. When people say stupid shit, stupid shit, we're there every step of the way. Wouldn't it be great if somebody running for office said something, we could have an immediate reaction as to whether it was true or not? Well, we've trained this dog, and the dog, if it's not true, he's going to bark. I'm trying to figure out how we could do that with the Republicans. You know, we need, we need to get that dog and follow, follow them around, and every time they say these things, like, oh, you know, the Great Recession was caused by too much regulation. You know? Sucking the brain cells right out of your head. This is The Kramer Show on KramerShow.net. You know? You know, we have six months of watching this political process unfold. We have six months of watching Hillary Clinton, who used to be or is the wife of the used-to-be president, Bill Clinton, her 
going against Donald Trump. And I can't tell you how much that blows my mind. I can't believe it's real. I can't believe it's actually happening. The two people that we have to choose from for the presidency of the country, uh, perhaps the most important position politically on this planet, and we have to choose between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, I'm, I'm blown away that there's anybody that's taking Donald Trump seriously. I, I mean, I, I would look, I want, I'm more of a conservative and I want to be on the, on team Donald. I, I want to, but I can't in my right mind. I, it, it's in other words, it really is amazing to see, um, people like Sean Hannity that are all in on team Trump. It's amazing. I, it's 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 like they they're blinded by the money. That's the only thing I can come up with, you know. Like okay, but the guy's got money, so we're we're gonna go with him. Or or even shittier, uh, no matter who the Republican nominee is, we're gonna go with him just because he's the Republican nominee. Now to make it even crazier, Donald Trump has thrown out the name Sarah Palin. Fucking Sarah Palin could be his VP uh, choice. Oh, my God. So now we've got Hillary Clinton, wife of Bill Clinton, going up against Donald Trump and Sarah Palin. Ah, it's ah. so. I mean, I'm just trying to keep it fair. I mean, I I don't um, I am not going to vote and I suggest you don't vote. There's no reason to vote. You know, I'm just hoping at this point that the people that are, you know, in Congress and, 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 you know, the Supreme Court and all that, I just, I pray to the Lord baby Jesus uh, that there are actual adults around him making real decisions. That's it. You know, if he wants to be the face of the country and, and we have to vote a face for the country and, you know, we prop him up and, and he talks and says crazy shit in front of monitors uh and and that's our guy and whatever okay fine just as long as we have true people that can think um you know without holding their cock in their hand making decisions i'm i'm all good i'm all i guess i guess you know i don't know so anyway the new york times did this piece and it was a huge drive-by man i mean they just they have a thing for donald trump and he they, they were talking about how you know, Donald Trump has uh, Donald Trump loves women, and um, you know he treated women like shit. And it took five minutes for Donald Trump to get those people uh, on the front of a ca- in front of a camera, uh, and to you know retract anything that they supposedly may have said. Here is Ivanka Trump on CBS. By the way, um, she does not get enough credit for being hot as balls. I mean, she is amazingly hot i mean just listen to her voice i got i mean just just the sound of her voice makes me want to lick lick my headphones god i found it to be pretty disturbing based on the facts as i know them and obviously i very much know them both in the capacity as a daughter and i I can hear that voice talking filthy and i would give i would give anything to hear her say oh god kramer feels so good all deep inside me 
I want you to I want you to flip me over and smack my ass. Make it hurt really good. Make it sting. <laughs> of course, now that could just be the pervert, you know, and me or whatever. Anyway, listen to that voice. It's oh, it's it's mesmerizing. Listen. Based on the facts as I know them, and uh. obviously I very much know them, both in the capacity as a daughter and uh, yeah. um, in the capacity as an executive who's worked alongside of him at this company for over a decade. So- oh, God, fuck, Kramer, you feel good. Oh, you're so deep, Kramer. Oh. So I was bothered by it, mm-hmm. but it's largely been discredited since the lead person who was interviewed mm-hmm. um, for the story. I have no idea what she's saying. I'm just I'm just picturing her naked, rubbing her titties. And that the story opens up with is all over the news yesterday saying that they manipulated what she was saying. I'm not in every interaction my father has, but he's not a groper. It's not who he is. And, and wow. I've known my father, obviously, my whole life, and he has total respect for women. He was promoting women in development. See, here's the thing. None of us are ever going to know. I mean, I, these thousand people over here said they've been to a party with him, and he acted like a complete fucking asshole, and, you know, he told women, you know, this one woman, he supposedly, he, he, he uh, said, God, my God, you're beautiful, and took her into a room and gave her a bikini and said, change into that. Another woman said that uh, he was so worried about her weight, he, he told her that she looked good now. Please don't eat that piece of candy. Don't ruin that hot, fine ass you got. I mean, there's you know all these people over here that are saying that, and then, of course, you have all the other people on the other side that are saying... He never disrespected me. He never said anything out of the way. I've never seen him act in any other manner other than professional, blah, 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 blah. So we're never going to know. I don't know. I mean, as, as soon as anybody says, here's the problem, the main problem with Trump is that anytime one person says anything bad about him, he loses his shit. He loses his mind because he is so ego-driven. I, I mean, it just, it, and it's palpable. I mean, it's so transparent. You can see it every time he says something. Uh, so I don't know. We're, I, I Again, I'm only talking about Donald Trump because the news is talking about it, and evidently everybody wants to hear about it. Personally, I am burned the fuck out <clears throat> on Donald Trump. I'm burnt out on Donald Trump. I can't even take it. Um, what was the other? There was another clip of him. Uh, I guess he... While he was talking about Donald Trump, or I'm sorry, while Donald Trump was talking about uh, Bill Clinton, uh, <clears throat> he used the word rape. Now, here is where it really is going to get crazy, because Donald Trump really has a hard on uh, to be. Bl- uh, first of all, he loves being blue, and I don't mind that. Donald Trump loves to be uh, nasty, and we got to know that politics is nasty. Uh, Hillary Clinton threw a barb, you know, she, she came out with that ad and she's got all these quotes of him talking and she's got kids mouthing to him and old people mouthing to him and all that. And so, you know, she knows that she's going to, this is to, to me, in my opinion, this is going to be the dirtiest, uh, run for president for the presidency that we've ever seen ever. And I mean, by a long shot, um, we're only in May, mid-May. By the time October comes around, this shit is going to be, it's going to be humming, humming. 
Donald Trump has already used the word rape to, descri- to describe Bill Clinton. Um, Trump did an interview with Sean Hannity and um, basically accused Bill Clinton of rape. What about what Clinton's done? How big an issue should that be in the campaign? For example, I, I looked at the New York Times. Are they going to interview Juanita Broderick? Are they going to interview Paula Jones? Are they going to interview Kathleen Willey? In one case, it's about exposure. In another case, it's about groping and fondling and touching against a woman's will. And rape. And rape. Fuck. That is really heavy. Problem is, is that none of that has ever gone to court. Uh, the statute of limitations, especially on the Paula Jones thing and all that, that's done. I, I can't imagine. I mean, and again, right back to where I said a while ago. We have the group of people over here. That said that, uh, you know, Bill Clinton uh, fondled them and groped them and licked their ear and spanked them and fucked them and uh, they blew him and all this. And then you have the other people over here that say, my God, he'd never do that. He'd never do anything like that. And two, the problem is, is back then they didn't have phones that snapped everything. They didn't have phones that recorded everything. They didn't have uh, smartphones with video rolling while they're down there, you know, uh, sucking on Bill Clinton's left nut. So... And I'm sure by now, uh, if that existed, uh, it would be at the forefront. God, please tell me that exists somewhere. Please tell me somebody has got a picture of them blowing Bill Clinton. Please. Please tell me there's a video out there of Hillary Clinton going down on another woman. Please tell me it exists. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. show is sponsored by the enclosed.com let me tell you something about my beautiful sexy intelligent women that run the enclosed.com i just had them on the show on tuesday and uh, they signed a uh, long-term advertising deal with the show. And I could not be more pleased uh, to have them on. I mean, it's just absolutely perfect. And here's what, what they do is they sell panties, all right? But there's a twist to it. You can go to the site, theenclosed.com, uh, go through there and choose something awesome. And uh, you can send her basically a Panty of the Month uh, club every month. Uh, You can do it for three months. You can do it for six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever you want. And you know how like when you sign up for a wine club, they send you a wine from Brazil. And then the next time they send you one from France. And then the next time they send you one from so-and-so. It's kind of the same way. Uh, There are expensive, expensive high-end lingeries that are made all over the world and you are sending her the best of the best and they put it in a black box with rose petals so when she when she gets it she's like wow what is this the presentation is remarkable so she opens it and out come the rose petals and the underwear now you can order really really hot panties and I'm talking like they have one. I don't know what it's called, but there's a lot of exposure. We'll put it that way. And then 
there are other panties that are really comfortable. They're more for work uh, or, you know, just daily use. Uh, and they're, they feel luxurious, but they are really, really comfortable. So you can pick, and they also have a size guarantee. In fact, they say that 95% of the time, if you kind of tell them her body, their bo- her, her bo- your woman's body type, they can pretty much get it 95% of the time. Go to the site, look around. They have a size guarantee. Uh, the fit is 100% guaranteed. So if they do get shipped and they don't fit, they will uh, take care of you. Here's the thing. You go to the site, use the keyword Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, and they will take $25 off your bill. The enclosed.com. All right, everybody, it's time to kick this pig. Leave him squealing from the feeling. Squeaking from the freaking. Boinking from the boinking. Real, raw, radio. This is The Cringe Show. So let me tell you how I made myself feel like a complete dipshit today. Uh, this happens to me all the time because I guess I'm basically a dipshit. Actually, no, I, I take that back. It wasn't today. It was yesterday. <clears throat> my, kid, uh, my kid was late. My kid's late every day because there are issues i don't know if you have kids but my 12 year old uh cannot find a pair of shoes that fit him correctly (laughs) there is not one pair of shoes made on this planet that my kid would feel like fit him uh, uh well enough to wear so every day we go through the process of me arguing that his his shoes look like crap uh, and they're, those are the only ones that fit, and none of the other. He's got like thirty-seven pairs sitting in the corner. None of them fit. So finally, you know, it, it's the same routine every day. Finally, I'm like, "Fuck it, let's just go. We're gonna go." So every day, I, I'm playing the. I think we're gonna be late game. Uh, I hate being late more than anything. I'm the most punctual motherfucker ever. So we're on our way, and now there's road construction in the front of his school, on the road in front of his school. And they got the truck, this big-ass truck, whatever they're doing, you know, in the right lane, and they got the the dipshit hanging out with a sign that says slow and another dipshit with a sign that says stop. So I am looking at my son's school to see if there are cars near the door because if there's not, then it means we're really late and we probably need to go to the front. So I look over and I compl- and I think the guy, the dipshit has a sign that says slow. <clears throat> well, little did I know that his sign said stop. And so I blew right past him. And when I blew right past him, everybody had to honk. The guy flipped me off. He throws up the middle finger and I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I'm like 50 yards from the other dude and I'm caught. I'm in the I'm over in the the wrong lane, right? And I'm like, God, I hope those cars don't go. So the dipshit number two turns his sign back around. He flips me off. The cars that are waiting are flipping me off. People are honking. <laughs> My son is like, Dad, that that didn't say stop. It said slow. And I'm like, Fuck! I know. I know what it said. Now I get it. Everybody's like, you know, uh, wanting to kill me uh, because I wasted two seconds of your precious time. But I did feel like a dipshit. 
And you know, and the guy's flipping me off, and I'm looking at him like, "I'm sorry." You know, what is the universal sign for "I'm I fucked up"? I'm sorry. You know, it, I knew I was in the wrong, so it wasn't like I was trying to like you know flip him off for back or anything. I get it. You're pissed, but I just I I, I squinched up my shoulders. I threw up my hands. You know, like at 45 and 95, and I'm like, "Eh, eh, I'm sorry." You know, it's really hard looking someone in the eye when they're flipping you off and say you're saying, I'm sorry. It's a very odd situation. Sorry. Fuck you. Honk, punk, punk, punk. So then to make matters worse, okay, oh, here's the other part. So <clears throat> this literally was in the front of my kid's school. So I had to pull in, drop him off, and then I had to go right back out and face those two same people and go through that whole process again. Anyway, there was a, a an article out, and it was it was the most. Let me let me see this. The ten most annoying drivers. Um, it says fourteen percent of people admitted they sometimes do it. Let's see, what's the most annoying? Uh, Expedia asked over a thousand people, and people who text and drive took the top spot for the third year in a row. Fourteen percent of people admitted they sometimes text while they drive, which means eighty-six percent of people are liars. Here are the top ten. I don't text and drive. I never do it. I can't. I'm not coordinated enough to look at that screen and type and look back up and and feel like I'm not going to kill somebody and myself. I can't do it, so I don't do it. Uh, I'll talk on the phone. I got that down to a science. Uh, number ten. People honk who honk when they don't really need to. 3%. Also, 48% of people said they've been flipped off. 35% have been yelled or cussed at. And 9% have gotten into a physical fight with another driver. Number nine, people who drift between lanes. Yeah, I hate that. Like, you own the road. You know, I'm I'm doing the best I can here. And you're weaving, you know, in and out of lanes. Number eight, people who speed. Uh, number seven, people who don't use turn signals. Uh, number six, people who multitask while they're driving. Uh, number five, people who drive below the speed limit. Holy fuck, I hate that. God. I, but the thing is, like, if 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 let's say you're in a school zone and the and the and the uh, speed limit's twenty miles an hour, and you're on my ass. And I'm looking at you for half a mile. I get that you don't want to follow the speed limit, but fuck off. We're going 20. So might as well back off my ass, you cunt. Uh, number four, uh, people who drive slow in the left lane. Yeah, I hate that. Number three, people who skip the line at an exit to go to the front and then merge. Yeah, number two, people who tailgate. Oh, man, I fucking hate that. I can be in a rush, but that doesn't mean I'm going to ride your ass. Because, I mean, that's not going to, it's not, why do people do that? That's not going to make people go faster. Uh, and number one, people who text and drive. 22% say they're the most annoying type of driver. <clears throat> I I see that all the time. And you know who the, who the worst gender is? Females. I, I rarely will see a guy typing on his phone, but I'll tell you, every single fucking day, I'll see a chick on it every day. 
you ladies. People need to put down their phones to begin with. Put down that fucking phone. You do not need that phone like you think you need it. There was another, uh, I wish I had pulled this up. There's another study that came out yesterday um, that said that 45% of people would turn down $150,000 to not have Wi-Fi for a week. $150,000 to not have Wi-Fi a week. I would look if I if I could go without a phone, and if I if I could get away with it, no no phone, no Wi-Fi, no internet for one week. I I think I think I'd be a different person. I think most people would be a, a different person. It is constant contact with not only now people that you need to have contact contact with, like people at work. But constant contact with people. I mean, I talk to people every day I've never met. And and a lot of them I probably won't meet. So why the fuck am I talking to them online? It's, it's, it's silly. Just a bunch of silliness. Um. Oh, so this is crazy. There is a, There was a psychologist. Her name was... Tania. Um, she was 25 years old, uh, dark hair, dark eyes, perfect complexion, big, beautiful lips. She was a stunner. All right. So she has a roommate who happened to be a guy and they were up one night drinking and it started getting physical and it started getting rough. And she said, when, when you fuck me, I want you to choke me. I want you to spank me on the ass, and I want you to choke me, all right? So now, let's say you're having a one-night stand with someone, and they say, I want you to choke me. Okay, there's a girl I used to date in Tampa, and she said that what she wanted, her fantasy was, she wanted me to break into her house, put a knife under her neck, and fuck her. And I never had the balls to do that. I was like, no way, man. Dude, I mean, there's not a chance I could pull that off without killing you. She was like, God, it's so hot. I would love it. And she was hot, too. And I was like, oh, my God. The In theory, that's a fun thing. But, you know, in real life, no. But if you're having a one-night stand with someone and she goes, I want you to fuck the shit out of me and I want you to choke me. All right. What you're thinking is, while you're doing it, you're going to take your hand and you're going to put it on her neck and, you know, choke her for a second and be really aggressive. Not like truly choke her, right? Not like... I'm going to, you know, make you pass out or whatever. Okay. So in other words, she says, I want you to bang me. I want you to do it good. I want you to do it rough. And I want you to choke me. That's what comes to the average person's mind is you choke them with your hand a little bit. This dude went and got a cord, like an extension cord, and pulled it around her fucking neck and really choked her. And she wound up dying uh she was found dead in ruiz torres's house and he's now in police custody the suspect claimed the victim uh was his roommate and that they were sharing a house together with his friend um torres which uh she asked for for hard for a hardcore sex session with ruiz which involved strangling her with a cable and slapping her 
Ruiz Torres said during the act, she asked me to squeeze her neck and slap her because she liked violent sex. He said he used a cable he found at the side of the bed and accidentally killed her by strangling her too hard. She said choke, not strangle. And there's a difference in <laughs> there's a difference in rough sex and you know murder uh, via strangulation. Doctors said the cause of death was asphyxiation and her neck bones had been broken. According to local reports, after first claiming his innocence, the man caved under pressure and he confessed to the apparent sex accident to the police. Fuck, that's... Wow. That's really crazy. And you know the other thing that's crazy is um, they did the first U.S. penis transplant. This guy... Uh, was at work and basically had his dick cut off. And so they went to a cadaver and they got, they extracted a penis. I'm not making this up from the dead body, put it on him and he can pee and he can have sex and it's all functioning. And I was like, what, you know, if I, God forbid, had my crank yanked off, you know, could I, could you guys show me a couple of models? Like, I mean, could you show me, you know, and and if so, I want every model you're showing me to be a black one. I mean, if my penis, and if I have the, the option to choose which penis, I want a black one. I want a big, huge, meaty, I want a, I want a, I want a, a really intimidating, uh, hammer-like massive gargantuan cock i don't want a penis i don't want a pee pee i don't want a unit i want a cock i mean if it's going to be frankensteined out i want it to be as fierce as possible bring it on i want it to take like you know 187 stitches because it's so meaty and thick the first U.S. penis transplant has taken place, offering hope to those who lost theirs due to injury or disease. But what about the silent majority who dream of a penis transplant? Yes, I'm talking about men with less than adequate size. These men have suffered their entire lives using excuses like, I'm just a little nervous, or what did you expect? It's freezing in here. They've had to endure comments from intimate partners like, it's okay, size doesn't matter, when she really means, it's all that matters. If you are well endowed and have a gently used penis, check off penis donor on your driver's license and know yours could live on long and hard for someone who needs it most. And for those men who've been married 20 years or more and don't want children, become a living donor. You're not using it anyway. The Kramer Show. When people are dumbasses, we're there. We're there. Hey, fire medical. Hi, uh, where can I get some marijuana? Excuse me? Where can I buy some marijuana this morning? I, do you realize that you called the police department? No, I didn't. That's very interesting. Well, let me ask you the same question. It's a legitimate question. Which question is that? Where can I buy some marijuana this morning? I would have no idea, sir. You would have no idea? All right, thank you. You're welcome.
The Kramer Show. The Kramer Show. 